Welcome to Fuse Podcast, where we spark change through conversation. I'm Sarah. I'm Samron. So Mohammed Jabari is our guest today. He's a former international student and currently an engineer uh, in Springfield. Thank you, Mohammed, for joining us. Thanks for having me, first of all. As you said, my name is Mohammed Jabari. I was born and raised in Yemen. I was lucky to be born into a uh, uh, relatively affluent middle-class family uh, where there was emphasis on education and self-improvement and skills and all that. And so... Uh, my both parents was, was were present. I'm oldest of four siblings, basically. And then at 22 years old, I decided to make the trip, uh, the infamous trip that millions and millions of, of immigrants did before me in the past 500 years of the of, of of this country's history. And I made it to the United States. And today I work as a business development engineer at SRC Electrical. Uh, manufacturing company here in, in town. Uh, I, I, I met my wife. Uh, she was, ironically, she was an international student too. Uh, she was from Germany. I'm from Yemen. She speaks German. I speak Arabic. She was Christian. I was Muslim. So that was really interesting. Did you find that it was easier um, when you came to MSU talking to other people about your specific culture and then learning about theirs? Or was it kind of like a hard, difficult question? Sure. I, I don't think anybody... Uh, decides to leave home and go to entire different country with different language and religion and all that without expecting hardship. You know, just being from Yemen, in 2015, Yemen uh, went into a, a war. Basically, um, there was a 11 countries coalition uh, that bombed the country in, in, in addition to a civil war. And so it impacted my family. The safety of my family was uh, as at high risk. And so some of the calls I had from my family was like some, sometimes they were good advice because we're, under, and we're in the basement right now and there's airstrikes. And so, and so that was really challenging. That took a toll on me. And you can see that through my GPA, you know, second year and third yeah. year, definitely. Uh, but also at the same time, you know, when I came here, uh, I came on the support of my family. And so um, I would say two, three years away from, you know, two, three years into my studies, I was I was hit by the call from my family that, hey, we're, we're no longer going to be able to support you. And so that was a huge, uh, that took a mental toll on me, definitely. And, uh, and so... Uh, that was a that was a huge challenge basically to navigate and eventually I came through and I was able to finish my studies and 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 now looking back at it wow what an experience you know so Mohammed what were your uh, ex- expectations when you came here like you had something in your mind you're going to different <laughs> country and yeah. and so when you when you when you live in a third world country and everything you know about the United States basically is what you've seen in Hollywood movies and yeah. so there was a i would say a cultural shock cuz before coming here i had spent 6 months in germany and so i thought that had prepared me to come to the united states and so uh, what I actually learned is German society and American society are two different, two different societies. Uh, actually, I've had a, multiple experiences, and so one of those, which is, uh, I was employed at a at a place I was I'm no longer employed at it, and so um, I ran into one of the guys, and we struck a conversation, and 
At the end of the conversation, he said, you know what, Muhammad, I've never met a Muslim before. And quite frankly, if I've seen you uh, in an airplane with, our, with a backpack, I would have been scared. And so, but I'm yeah. glad to meet you and to, to remove that perception. That was my first interaction. My second era, interaction, interesting interaction, uh, was I was one time in a gas station and a, and, and a guy, that was 2017, a guy walks in and he looks me dead in the eye I was I was buying some some soda and he says, um, "Are you ISIS?" And I just it just stumbled me, you know, uh, just shocked me. And I just I remember feeling so hot, you know, getting my face getting red and thinking, "What do I want to do in this situation? Do I want to do want do I want to you know offend back and uh, you know some sort of you know be victorious to myself or do I or is this an opportunity for me?" to correct a perception i said okay just breathe and so i looked at him dead in the eye and i said in yemen first of all we don't have isis but we have insurgencies right we had insurgencies in yemen i actually lost two friends to the fight of the insurgencies one of them was bombed in in a military base he was in, he was a soldier in the army and then another one was from a tribe right and so those insurgents killed those two friends and so told them what you experienced in the United States is not even one tenth of a percent of what we have suffered from these people. We want to get rid of them, the first people, number one. Number two is, if you think I was ISIS, you would still be alive in front of me asking me this question. <laughs> he apologized to me after that. But definitely, you, you run into these situations, but these are not things that deter you from, you know, these are hiccups maybe, but you can brush them off because with every bad interaction, you have a thousand good interactions on the side that, that makes it memorable. So we'll jump into our next segment. We have talked about diversity a bit and how that relates to Muhammad's life. Now we will change gears. We asked students and professors what they thought diversity is. Is diversity enough on its own or is different from inclusion? We want to play those answers and see your reaction, Mohammed. Sure, let's do it. Okay, so the first question we have is, what is diversity? We will listen to a clip from Marshall Noble. To me, diversity is uh, what makes everyone unique and special in their own ways. It can be between race, sexuality, religion, socioeconomics. Basically, anything can make us diverse from one another. I think he's right on point. I think it's, uh, it's, it's just different, right? Accepting all the different uh, backgrounds, people, thoughts, all that, all the above. Now we will listen to Mark Meads answering the same question. I think diversity is the ability to have a setting in which individuals can bring different experiences to the table and then be able to explain and understand why those experiences are important to that individual. I think what I take from this is diversity has a diverse uh, number of definitions, basically, you know. Uh, diversity to me is freedom. I think I had to think about this uh, this morning and I said, what is diversity? To me, diversity is freedom. And why do I say this? Because diversity, the opposite of diversity is uh, limited selection, I would say, right? So if you're going to the grocery store and you go to the snacks aisle and you see one type of snack, what is that? That's that's not diversity, right? Uh, you feel like you're limited in the options. And so I bring you diversity, you have 
50 different snacks now you feel like the perception of freedom and i think you can apply that to uh the number of friends you have then you apply that to as an employer you know when you have a diverse workforce you have a diverse number of thoughts diverse uh, uh ideas innovations backgrounds experiences that you can select from and so i i, I definitely agree with him I think diversity and inclusion should walk together. And uh, I have a famous quote from Verna Mears. Uh, she says that diversity is being invited to par party and inclusion is being um, asked to dance. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's an awesome quote. Uh, there is something I, I call, maybe someone else has come up with it, uh, the international student paradox. And so that paradox basically is, uh, I come here as an international student, uh, I want to merge, emerge myself into the, the, the American culture or the United States culture. Uh, part of me is I want to for, not forget, but put aside who I am, right? Yeah. Uh, and then two, three years later, you're feeling guilty because you're not representing your people and your culture and stuff. And I definitely went through that. And I was, I was going through this, uh, you know, time of my life where, there was a lot of bad news coming back from home and, and I was trying to improve my language because I came in and my language was not where I wanted to be. And I, I thought that, okay, I'm just gonna forget who I am. Uh, I'm gonna pick up, you know, and merge myself, emerge myself with uh, the culture here. And then at some point it came back to me and I said, wait a minute, you left a big part of you. And so uh, there's definitely this identity conflict. I want to ask what's the major thing that you miss about your culture? <laughs> I think if I had to choose, uh, I would have to choose food, but you have to realize that I have not seen my family for almost eight years now. And so it's been a while since I saw my family because of the situation back home. So the most thing I miss from my culture is actually my mother that I haven't seen in a while. I think if I talk about myself, I miss hospitality, the way people are hospitable in, in Pakistan. So that's the major thing. Like they will offer you food and whenever you'll go to someone's home, yeah, they will offer everything. I think love here means like give and take, but in my country, love means just give, give, give and give. There's definitely that sense of uh, transactional relationships here in the United States. And I think it's because uh, life is expensive here. And so what am I going to get from you? What are you going to get from me? Because life is expensive. We, we all are running to, to make a living, right? Back home, same thing where I came from, just like back Pakistan, it's, it's more relaxed. It's much cheaper. You live in your almost your own house. I mean, paid for, right? Yeah. You never hear someone having a 30-year mortgage back home, right? Yeah. You either own it or you don't own it. So, so I think I, I definitely miss that too. And it's easier to form relationships and make friendships. And so, if I at I would say at my fourth year, I made a huge dis discovery as an international student that helped me form. Uh, strong and, and, and really effective relationships here. And that is, I mean, if you think about our cultures and we where we come from, a stranger is a positive word, right? Yeah. If you think about a stranger is someone you invite to your house, a stranger is someone you trust. A stranger here is a negative word. Not only that, but we're also in the show me state. And so 
to form relationships here, to form friendships, I found out that you're not granted trust at the beginning. You have to earn it. Whereas back home, you're granted trust and friendship until you make something that you lose it, until you lose it. And so that difference, you know, people were not really gonna open their homes for you here until they trust you. And then once they trust you, it really is feels like, you know, people back home the same way. I've been here for long, long enough to have, I have tons of American friends that I go to their homes and I, I, I meet their families and their kids and we go out and we travel and we go stuff. And it's, it's a whole different uh, situation it's, and it makes me feel like home. The final question we did on campus was, is there diversity and is there any difference between diversity and inclusion? We have Sophie Arnold. The question was, is there a uh, difference between diversity and inclusion? Um, we're just gonna quickly play that right now. I think there is a difference. I think um, the kind of communities and minority groups on campus are different from how those communities feel they're being represented on campus. I think so too. I think I think if you if you talk about diversity and inclusion, if you have diversity, you have to have inclusion, but you don't have to have inclusion to have diversity. Um, by what we have discussed so far, diversity should be accompanied by inclusion. But we need to talk about how we are encapsulated by our, in ourselves or in the groups we are part of, that it could blind us to see everyone as part of the same family, which is humanity. Um, we have an amazing quote from Martin Luther King Jr. He says that an individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. What do you think about this quote especially? I believe that quote, and I think it did. When you read that quote, uh, two people came into mind, uh, and these are really good friends of mine right now. And uh, I remember getting calls from them and emails after they saw the, the newspaper. And one of them wrote me a check for $1,000, and the other wrote me a check for $2,000, took me to lunch, both of them. And so th these people, you know, I, they know who they are, and so uh, they basically applied what, what the quote said. As they said, they looked at me as a human being, you know, uh, someone who has value to offer the community, someone who is in need, and they say, you know what, I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to make sure this person is helped. And this is what makes this country is a, is a great country. Um, on a more personal level, was it your family support, American friends, professors, or other aspects of your life that helped you um, kind of overcome those hardships when you came to America? I think it's a fact, uh, there are, it's a combination of, of, of all these factors together, you know, family support and love, of course, uh, friends and, and, and people who are willing to help and, 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 you know, go with you through the process that you're going through it, especially if they acknowledge who you are and where you're coming from. Uh, I think there is a uh, part of it also is a, a character and personality. You know, you're you're there and 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 you're thinking, you know, what's the worst thing that can that can happen, and I'm willing to take it. And so uh, there's all these three combinations, and then there is a fourth combination. I would say these three combinations make up to 100%, and then there is this 110%, which is luck. Sometimes luck, you know, adds to, to that cup, right? And so uh, I've, I've, been, I've been very lucky throughout my life. And so all these factors played into uh, who I am today. Mohammed, what was the one major strength that you had that you, that you took and 
that made you under like stand out in this in this country <laughs> i don't know if i've stood out in this country yeah. uh, i never really look back at my life and i see anything more um you know worth looking into beside uh, than other people but i would say growing up in yemen and um the norm was hard and tough and so when i was i was faced with problems here and 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 you know so what's what's the worst that can happen right and so and i've noticed this actually throughout i remember one of my uh conversations with an old boss i had and there was this problem and he was stressing out about it and he's like oh i hope we're gonna do we're gonna come out fine from this i said hey what's the worst that can happen he's like he looked at me and he said oh, i forgot you came from yemen <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's it really yeah. is different it's, yeah. it's relative to where you're coming from I know there are some problems here but I think uh it's a peaceful country like you have your voice here. Yeah. And I think you should play what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's how yeah. I think about it for yeah. sure. I mean there's one or two or or five interactions right that are bad but I'm not going to paint the entire experience based on you know one ignorant situation or one uh you know bad interaction. I mean it's, it's still uh experience i would do it i'm i'm so thankful i did this experience and sometimes i look back and i say would i still do it i would definitely do it all over again i would start from zero tomorrow and go through the entire experience because knowing that you know along the way along the trip you're leaving chips of you but you're getting new chips and then you're forming new personality and you're ready to face a new a new challenge a new situation i have another quote that We'll touch on this a little bit more. It's from Kathy W. Phillips. She's a professor at uh, the Columbia Business School, and she specializes in leadership and ethics management. She wrote that diversity enhances creativity. It encourages the search for novel information and perspectives. And she also says it leads to a better decision-making and problem-solving. Diversity can improve the bottom line of companies and lead to unfettered discoveries and breakthrough innovations. Do you find this quote to be true for you? Could you talk a little more about what made you different and what made you succeed more in your career? I hate to brag uh, on myself, but I would I, maybe I should have invited uh, some of my bosses to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, definitely, you know, noticing in my work environment, you know, um, I think, you know, it's almost being. Two, pe- two people and the same person, you know, two different individuals, two different minds and the same one, you know, you come with what, what you came with and you come here and you learn how it is here and then you combine these both to have a really uh, powerful combination. And so I'll give you an example. One of the things that you do back home a lot is you hustle and you negotiate, Yeah. you know, yeah. you negotiate. There's no set prices and, you know, I can tell you that. You go to the, you buy pants, you know, jeans, you're, you're hustling with the guy to reduce the, the price. Uh, I did not know how much this enriched my experience until I, I started negotiating for the company on some equipment and on some things, and I would get, I would reduce the price, and you know I would get uh, one of the instances there was a piece of equipment for a hundred thousand dollars, and we need to deploy, and I haggled between two vendors to get them. They said, okay, we're gonna get it to you for free. You just use our material at the end of it, and I'm like. What? <laughs> my friend was asking me, my colleague, how did you do this? And it's, it's just natural to me, you know, because I haggled all my life. 
I know for many people who come to the United States, it seems like they need to like hide that part of themselves so they can succeed better. So I love that you used it actually to like push yourself in business and also haggle with people and learn how to negotiate. That's, that's just really amazing how you were able to push yourself to the person that you are today. A lot of the time, people forget that this country was built on immigrants. And unless you're a Native American, you're not, you're an immigrant. Whether your dad made this trip, your grandfather made this trip, your grandfather made this trip, uh, someone along the way made that trip. Uh, what we are doing today, with myself and a lot tons of other people, is we're doing what your grandfather did or what your grandfather did. And so just being cognizant that really immigrants who are built this country, you know, the great things that we have to do is, is because of immigrants, right? And so, and there are a lot of tons of, of people who, who understand this and awesome people, supportive people, and I can't thank them enough. I have them around me. When you come to here, you are an ambassador of your culture. You're an ambassador of your country. And so whatever you do, you're representing an entire population. And so you can't blame someone saying, oh, look at these Yemenis. You know, if I was a rogue kind of individual, right? I'm going to reflect that on, on so many Yemenis. If I'm going to an employer and having that employer sponsor me, and as soon as I get sponsorship, I'm like, I'm out of here. You know, what you just did is you just ruined it for every immigrant after you're coming. If you're, if you are, if you are uh, representing your culture in, an, in a disrespectful manner, you know, if you're not understanding and respecting the norms and the procedures, procedures and the culture here, you're reflecting this upon every single person who's coming after you. And so we just have to be cognizant that what we are doing today and the interactions and the relationships we form today are going to change the world basically and change this country for everyone coming after us. And so I just hope everybody keeps that in mind. I would also guys want to thank you for this podcast and the chance to speak here and the amazing work you guys are doing to bring these conversations to people. People really need it. This is a great time for, for such a, amazing projects. Well, thank you, Mohammed. Uh, this is Fuse podcast where we spark change through conversations. Goodbye, everyone. Hope to see you next time. Thank you.